This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova basketball. Welcome to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds with Jay Wright. First podcast of 2020, Coach. Great to see you, and I'll let you introduce our first guest. Thanks, Mike, and uh, happy 2020 to the Nova Nation, and it's uh, good to get started on our podcast again. We have two special guests today, uh, two uh, great Villanovans. We'll talk to one at a time, and we'll start with our point guard and leader, Colin Gillespie. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, Coach? Nice, quiet response. He's a killer on the court. I know he sounds real nice on the air. Don't worry. He's, a, he's, a, he's still a killer on the court. Um, what do you think so far, buddy, as you, as you start 2020? Um, uh, let me first ask you, when, when you were in high school, um, did you ever think in 2020 you would have won a national championship and you'd be the starting point guard at Villanova? Not in a million years. Um, <laughs> I really didn't know what to, what the future was going to hold for me, especially myself, because I was, wasn't really recruited heavily um, up until my senior year. I didn't talk to you guys up until my senior year, so everything kind of happened really fast. Um, but it was really exciting for me just to go through it all, go through that process. Um, and I'm just happy that I'm here, happy that, to be with my brothers and you guys. Well, we're happy you're here too, buddy. We... Um your your recruiting was incredible, uh, <laughs> um, and so, there's so many players that that you get over your career that you, you just you can't uh, be dishonest and say it was anything more than lucky. That this one was was lucky. Um, but when you were when you were in high school, did you um, think of yourself more when you chose to go to Archbishop Wood as a football player than a basketball player? When I went, when I chose Archbishop Wood, my intent was to play college football. Um, I wanted my dad coached there, my brother was there. Um, he was a freshman when I was in eighth grade, so I wanted to go there. And my first love was always football growing up, and my brother's was basketball. And then when we ended up getting into high school in our later years of high school, it kind of flip flopped. He wanted to play college football, and I wanted to play college basketball. So after my sophomore year was done. Um, I decided to give football up because I knew basketball was what I wanted to do at the next level, and I needed to put all my time into it. What What happened that um, your, your sophomore year in high school at Archbishop Wood? Um, what What did you play football? What, what, what position? And did you play JV varsity? How'd you do it? I played JV because the starting quarterback was a year older than me, and he was he's now at Temple. He starts at Temple, and I knew that was. That was a factor going into it because I would have had to wait until my senior year to really start. But I played JV my sophomore year. We ended up winning state a state championship that year, and I knew that was a good time to just get out while I could. Um, because <laughs> Did I, JV won a state championship or varsity? No, no, won varsity, state. varsity right. won a state championship, so I was a part of that team. Right. Um, and then I knew that it wasn't – that's not what I wanted to do at the next level. And it was hard to tell my dad, to tell my brother, because I wasn't going to play with him for his last year. And I ended up being my dad's last year, too, because he left with my brother. So it was hard to tell him, but they understood. So tell, tell everybody where your brother is now and, and what he's doing. My brother is a senior at uh, Widener University. It's 20 minutes down the road in Chester. 
Um, he just finished up his last football season. Um, not sure what he's going to do yet. He might play professionally somewhere um, in the CFL, I think it is. Um, but he's not really sure what he wants to do yet because before the senior year of football started, he decided that he was going to play basketball after for the first <laughs> time since high school. So now he's on the basketball team, and he's just getting back into that, having fun with that. That's that's cool. That's cool. And and um, going through high school, your uh, recruiting process, what were you – Let's say after your junior year, you, you started as a junior. Mm -hmm. And then what did Wood do your junior year in high school? What did the team do? Uh, we lost in the quarterfinals of the Catholic League, and that was it because we didn't make states. And and so after that, would you do that spring and summer? Spring and summer, it was all AAU, all basketball that entire summer. Was that the first time you did that? That was my first summer of just basketball. That whole right. year was just basketball. That was my first time since forever, actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then what were you thinking about? At that point, where did you think you would play? Honestly, it was a lot of D2 schools that were recruiting me. Um, At that I, time, would you have been fine with that? No, I'd, I wasn't holding myself to that to that level I knew it's I mean it's a great level to play at and I know there's great players that play there but I thought that I could play at the highest level um so I bet on myself and I, I went through the summer I got injured in the summer um and then I came back towards the end of summer and then I just said to my coaching staff at Archbishop Wood that I was gonna bet on myself and play out my senior year and um see what where I could get recruited by who who was gonna talk to me and it ended up working out great for myself <laughs> that's incredible that's an incredible story I, i'll never forget the game that i went to see you guys play a regular season game against newman garetti mm -hmm. um uh at but at archbishop ryan why why was it at archbishop <laughs> ryan there was um beginning of ours my senior year there we were wasn't good story we were messing around in practice before practice had started and one of our managers was putting because we had the hoops on the side hoops that you had to put up and put down so he was putting that he was supposed to be putting the net down but he was pu putting it up the wire pulled the whole wall out of <laughs> that's right, so, that's the, right. so the wall fell down that's right the wall fell down in your gym you're right and so i didn't play a home game the rest of my i didn't play at <laughs> my whole senior year oh my god but that game, you were playing against um, the uh, great point guard from Newman Garetti, Quade, Quade Green, and uh, I. You were great. He was great. It was, a, it was an amazing college high school basketball game, and I I kind of left with like ten, fifteen seconds left because it was, it was a mob scene to get out of there, and I was driving home, and uh, the assistants called me and said, "Well, what'd you think? How'd he do?" I said, "He was. I, I thought he was great. I loved him, man. It's, it was great." And I said. Um, I said, he must have had 25 points. Um, and they said, how was Quade Green? I said, I, he, I, he was unbelievable, too. He might have had 40. And um, <laughs> and then later I got home, and they called me to say, yo, he had 40. <laughs> Quade Green only had 25. I was like, oh, my God. That was the quietest 40 I ever saw. But um, that, was, that was an awesome game. And then we were away when you guys played in the championship game, right, uh, at the Palestra. We were I, in a Big East tournament, I, I think, or something. I forget where you guys were, but I know um, Coach Bakes and Coach Ash were there because I remember right, they right. were sitting in the stands. I remember that because I think I saw them afterwards. 
Great, great high school career. When when you came in here, um, who who was the guy or guys that that you really looked up to and connected to right away that that helped you learn what Villanova basketball is all about? Jalen definitely. I think I we were roommates in the summer right away, and he kind of just took me under his wing, um, whatever I needed, and I I got a chance to see him firsthand. I saw his work ethic, the way he studied the game on the road. Um, I saw every little thing, the way he ate. Uh, it was a lot a lot to take in because as a high school kid, you know nothing about what it takes to, to be really good at this level, and I got to witness it firsthand um, my freshman year, so that was great to uh, see him do all of that and learn from him. That was that was really special for me. Do you guys stay in touch? I talked to him last night. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, does he, what does he tell you about this year? Um, he critiques me a lot. He's kind of – whenever he calls me after a game – um, yesterday was good, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> normally it's like something that he sees. Um, this was following the Creighton game yeah. <laughs> for anyone that's listening later. Uh, he uh, just calls and, and whatever he sees because he watches all of the games, whether I, you probably know that, he probably texts you after them. Yep. Um, but he watched all of them and um, he tells me little things where I could get better um, defensive, defensively, offensively. So. Um, it's just really cool to have that guy um, coming into college, and then even now that he's out, he still cares about you. So it's like an older brother to me. He is he's amazing that way. Now, who would you say you've taken under your wing similar to the way he did for you? I would say either uh, Justin Moore or Brian. Uh, Brian I'm on the road with, and he struggled a lot. Um, just mentally being out and not playing, not touching a basketball since his last high school game. So he struggled, and, like, this is this is what he loves to do. Um, and he was having a tough time just not being able to be out there with us and not being able to touch a basketball. So I'd, I would talk to him, uh, talk to him through it, know, let him know it's a process, it's a grind, um, that he'll be, he's going to come back, he's going to be stronger, he's going to be better than he was before. Um, so with him, I, I had to do that for him. And then with Justin... It was more on the court, get him up to speed, um, just teach him all the little things, the, the things that Jalen taught me, Dante, Mikhail, all those guys, Phil. Oh, how, how about for you, um, let's say after Villanova you play basketball, what, what would you want to do after you play professionally? I honestly haven't really thought about it. I'm really hoping basketball works out for me. <laughs> I'm do my best, work hard at it. Um, but I, I could see – myself doing a bunch of things um but i i love a game of basketball so i want to stay involved with it whether it's coaching whether it's um being an announcer i'm good with little things remembering names stats stuff like that you, you're good at that stuff Name, names, yeah, and stats names and stats i could i got i got it from a couple of my uncles are really good at it maybe you could be a play-by-play guy everybody that's wants true. to be a color comment those play-by-play guys are yeah, that's not tough. easy to come by that's no, that's hard tough. work yeah it is now, if you ever see ryan fannin's board there of all oh, the yeah. names and stuff he writes i actually we got stuck um after the marquette game we got stuck for a little bit and i saw him when we first walked in he was um doing creighton's roster on i don't know what it was it was one of these yeah, it's uh, folder paper. Yeah, like a yeah, folder. Yeah. He puts their names and their pictures on it. It was really cool to watch. He, he's 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 one of the best. And he's right still a little low tech. Some <laughs> guys have gotten more yeah. digital with iPads and those sort of things. Right? So <laughs> I think it's cool. He does cool. it that way. You, you, I, I like to see you get a little play. You can get a play by play with a 
with great experience. You, um, you can do that. Are you majoring in communication here? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. a sports journalism class with Jermaine this semester. So. <laughs> that, that, that a boy. Under Professor Bradley? Yeah, Professor yes. Bradley. That a boy. That, that, that's good stuff for you. Now, as, th- as this season rolls here, like how do, you, how do you compare this to your previous two seasons? Do you see similarities in any and differences? What, what do you, what do you, how do you compare this to your first two years? Uh, my first two years, we had a lot of upperclassmen. My first year coming in here, um, we had like seven or eight guys were upperclassmen that if things were going wrong, um, they knew that they had to step up. They had to take leadership. Uh, last year with Ian Phil, they were the great, great leaders for our team. Um, they carried us for a lot of the way. And I think this year, just learning how to become a leader um, in tough situations, uh, myself, Jermaine Adada, just being juniors, being in big games, um, tough situations, just learning that when we need to step up and, and take leadership, um, own a huddle, uh, all the little things that leaders have to do. I think that's something that I learned from those guys and uh, last year and my freshman year, watching them do it. That's that's good, and it's something that, that as you can teach Justin and, and, and the, the younger guys too. Now, how about your class? You and, and Dada and Mayno, you consider you guys a, a close group? Yeah, we do everything together. Um, it's kind of funny. For, I, I knew Dada right away from playing against him in high school all four years. I had no idea who Jermaine was. Um, <laughs> but then I came in, I met him. He was really funny. He was goofy at first. Um, and freshman year, we ended up rooming together. Um, and he's become one of my best friends since, and I've always had Dada there. Um, and we lean on each other because we know it's it, this is tough. Um, especially being leaders now there, there's more it's more demanding uh, of us so uh, we lean on each other whenever we need each other and, and we're always there to talk to each other we become best friends they're like brothers to me that's that's very cool and uh, I, I remember Dada at some point in the recruit Dada was already committed and yeah. um, we were starting to think about you and I remember asking Dada uh, what, what do you think about no who who's the best player in the Catholic League Dada might have said, beside me, um, he might have said that. But then he said, Colin Gillespie, right away. I was like, really? I didn't even get to ask him yet or, or tell him that we were recruiting mm-hmm. you. He's like, oh, he's the toughest guard we played against anywhere. He's the toughest guard. And uh, that was impressive. That's pretty cool for a guy you go against every year. If you ask him why I'm here, he's going to take credit for it. <laughs> every time. Every time. You know what? He He did have... I would have been concerned if he would have said if I would if he would have said someone else and then I said what do you think about Colin Gillespie saying ah, I don't know I w- I would have been concerned but he he was he was all in man he he was uh, he was your biggest fan and it's great to see you guys grow together um, now it is as we continue uh, to move on what, what do you see like difference between Kansas game then at Marquette Creighton what do you, what do you see in the team? How do you see us growing? I think we're going to continue to grow the more that we play together, the more that we're on the court together, the practices, the games, uh, being on the road, situations like that. I think we're going to learn more about each other. We're going to learn more um, while we're on the court, and I think we're just going to continue to grow and get better um, each time that we step out on the court. I think the Kansas game was a good step for us, and then we went to Marquette, and it was a little rough, and then we responded. We came back. We got right back to work, practice. Um, 
and then we got prepared for crate and i think we did a good job going out there um keeping a great attitude throughout the entire game and i think the more that we're together um in practices games we're just going to continue to get better and grow what's um for you uh, specifically in your game what are the things that you want to improve upon where you want to see yourself grow uh just being a better decision maker um with the ball in my hands i think using pick and roll a lot better getting guys um open opportunities to get good looks at shots um i know that i'm able to create my own shot uh pretty well but i just want to get other guys involved get them easy looks to get them going as well while still remaining aggressive yourself exactly (laughs) (laughs) the key to the villanova guards well, you, you're doing a great job so far, and I, I think um, the greatest compliment anybody in the program can pay you is is you're, pl- you're playing like a Villanova guard, you know. And I loved seeing uh, Eric Paschal and other guys tweet, you know, yeah. Colin's a killer. I love that. That's that that's the respect you want to have is from our players, right, yeah. our former players. Yes, Let's keep getting better, brother, all right? Of course, yes, sir. All right, my man. We're going to take a break here where you're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your CertainTeed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game-day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game-day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Exxon Mobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. 
Novacare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose Novacare. So can you. Welcome back to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. And coach, it's time for our second member of the junior class on the 1920 Wildcats. Yes, one of the most beloved players uh, on campus amongst the the fans, amongst uh, the families of the coaches, and uh, uh, just all around great guy, Jermaine Samuels. How are you, buddy? I'm great, coach. How about you? Oh, you got a good radio voice, oh, mate. Oh, radio voice. What, what it, was your major? Are you communication? I'm communication as well. You're not doing anything with your art. Uh, Marissa's actually looking into that for me. Um, that would be our academic advisor. Academic advisor. Marissa. Yeah, she's looking into it. Apparently, there might be something coming up with that soon. Like a, a art minor. Yeah, in, art minor. What would that be? Fine art minor, or how would they? I have no idea, but if I can do it, I'll definitely do it. You you have a, uh, an incredible talent uh, for drawing. That, that at least that's the part that I've seen. Do you have other artistic talents besides sketching? Uh, late uh, senior year of high school, I, I was really good with uh, chalk pastel, and also I'm all right at painting, but chalk pastel I'm really good with. And what's the difference between sketching and chalk pastel uh so drawing is with the pencil you know just using the pencil and trying to create all sorts of different shapes and shading and all that but with the chalk you have to lay down certain amounts of uh chalk and rub it in with your finger so you have to use the oils from your finger to uh blend in certain colors and shades and things like that mano you're amazed you never cease to amaze me mano you you have an, an incredible um background academically from the River School. And um, tell everybody about the River School and, and, and where you were where you were groomed. Uh, the River School is a tiny, tiny school up in uh, Western, uh, Western Massachusetts. And um, it was almost like a, a mini college campus. It was a really tiny school, but they were very uh, disciplined with, uh, with uh, academics and the way things were set up and uh, commuting there every day. I was really grateful to be able to go there. Does, that is it's a beautiful school, a great school. Now, is that one of the schools where you have to play? Can you just play one sport, or do you have to play other sports? You have to play two sports each trimester. So I had to play soccer for two years. Is that right? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I never asked you that before, but I remembered when I would go up there, um, the other people, they would talk about playing other sports. So wh- how many years did you play soccer? I played freshman and sophomore year. And then how do they let – so junior senior you don't have to uh yeah basically i I found a way to try to get out of soccer you didn't like soccer uh it was fun were you a goalie or out out in the field terrible goalie uh (laughs) terrible goalie didn't did not know how to play goalie but i i would uh be a striker and hope that they would miss or make an error and then book it up the field that was (laughs) that was the game plan that's good though man it's good for a big, big guy like yourself um now, you have um, uh, a great connection to Villanova, a historical um, connection to the Villanova p- track program. Would you tell everybody? Yeah, my great uncle, uh, Charlie Stead, ran track here like a long time ago, way before my time. <laughs> so I think the, it was the late 60s. Yeah. He was, but he was a big time runner, Olympian. Uh, clo- he was either an Olympian or. Close, I, I can't remember, but I know, I know he's a really talented guy. And your grandmother, who's very close to you, um, that's her brother. Yes, correct. That's your mom's 
Mom's dad. Mom's. Mom's mom's brother. Brother. Yes. Yeah. And it was so cool when we were recruiting you um, to find out the connection. Charlie Jenkins, who was a former Villanova um, Olympian mm-hmm. and track coach, proud um, Boston native, <laughs> um, he, he let me know when we were recruiting you. Uh, and he was very good friends with Charlie Stead. Yeah. Uh, so I think they might have been in school together running together at the same time. He thought very highly of him. So he was putting pressure on me to get you. They didn't know we, we loved you already. Um, now tell everybody your high school career where you, you know, had a good sophomore year and then got hurt your knee and then missed. Was it between your sophomore and junior year or junior, senior year, summer? Uh, I think it was yeah. between my sophomore and junior, junior year. year. Right. Yeah. Uh, something happened in the middle of the high school season and my knee just kept acting up and then I had I kept playing through and it, after the AU season uh we decided to get surgery the spring right AU season yeah yeah because I know we didn't I know in recruiting you in the summer we didn't get to see you play we just talked to you on the phone yeah uh I basically my patella tendon I was ru- slowly rupturing it the more I played and the doctor said that I needed surgery in order to get that well and you, you haven't had any problems with that since have you no that's great luckily that's good that's yeah. that's good stuff and then, um, but between your junior and senior year, you had, a, you had a great summer that summer, right? Yeah, that was that was a, a really great summer. But were you already you were already committed, weren't you? No, you you offered me or Villanova offered me my sophomore year. I was actually right. really surprised by that because it was it was a down year because of my knee and stuff like that. And then going into junior year, I had the Villanova offer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But when you were playing in the summer. Between your junior and senior, you had not committed no, yet. I had not committed yet. You didn't commit till you visited in the yeah. fall. All right, because all right, I remember following you around, and feeling good about you. I don't know, uh, man. Maybe I had a little premonition. <laughs> knew, knew we knew we were going to get you. I think I might have been talking to your grandma. I think your grandma. I think she had that in her mind all the way. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you grew up, grew up in Boston, were you a, a like a great Boston sports fan, like all those? crazy boston people or were you different than that yes, yes. <laughs> really yes uh crazy boston sports fan red sox bruins celtics patriots is that right yeah you know what's funny i i think philly i think philly's this way too you you don't find too many people in philly that like aren't rabid philly fans you know and i boston the same way like i never meet anybody from up there that's not passionate do, do you find the, the two cities similar yes like, uh, one thing I've noticed is that you like in Philly, you guys want to win like now. Like it's there's no waiting around. There's no, oh, we're gonna this is a down season. It's like we're gonna we're gonna get this right. Like we gotta win. Like and that's the, how it is up there in Massachusetts, in New England. It's funny to see it that way, but it is what it is. Now, do you do you consider yourself like a Bostonian or or from New England or from Massachusetts? Because you Franklin's the Southwest, yeah, southeast part, southeast, of. southeast part of uh, right, right, of um, Massachusetts. How do you? Because you've said New England, that's interesting. Yeah, I just, I usually just tell people I'm from Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, because I never really grew up in the the Boston area too much. We bounced, I bounced around a lot as a kid, so I would mainly just say I'm from Massachusetts. Is Franklin closer to Providence or Boston? Uh, closer to Providence. Really? Yeah. See, we just go in there and visit you there. I never thought about like where I was in relation. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Was Providence on your list? Uh, not towards the end, no. 
just did you, did you know you wanted to get away or did you know or did you know specific school did you grow up with a specific school that was like your favorite team yeah growing up it was all about UConn really yeah interesting you, you wanted to if around that time you wanted to you wanted to play for UConn because they had like Jeremy Lamb and right. Kemba and it was just that was a program in New England oh that's cool yeah that, that, that that's very cool now you you came in your freshman year and um it was a tough transition for you, um, and it always is for a guy that's real, basically a big guy in high school. Now you're trying to play guard in college. That, that's that's tough for everybody. But then, in the same time, when you start to get it going, you broke your hand. What was that? What was that like for you, mentally, to deal with all that? Uh, it was it was really hard because it, it was not easy uh, all preseason. And then I finally got things going, and then sidelined. And but I just took it as a a way to you know experience more from the sideline and and learn a lot more. You kind of had that breakthrough game at DePaul, yeah. and that's the game it happened to. It was that two game trip to DePaul and Butler, uh, right? And so it happened in that DePaul game. And uh, did you realize right away you because we did media with you after, as I recall, and you did there didn't seem to be anything amiss. I thought it was fine. I thought I really just jammed it until someone passed me the ball, and I was like, no. Yeah, give the, I gave it right back, and then I was just hoping it was just jammed, and then, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't jammed. <laughs> we had to go to Butler right after that, yeah. right? Yeah, you broke it. And we diagnosed it when we were on the road, and then we went at Butler. We got beat that game at Butler, right? Yeah, yeah, man, I, re I remember that. And then going through um, last year, um, ups and downs. We, we can tell everybody right now. Um, would everyone say, well, why doesn't he shoot? Why doesn't he shoot? Because I wasn't letting you. I, 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 I took the, the heat for that. But um, explain to people like, how that evolves. Um, it's not just you're not allowed to shoot. It's, it's what, are we, what are we trying to work on? So the biggest thing is decision-making. You know, anybody can get a shot off at any time. It's all about what, what plays are there. And that was the biggest thing, the biggest learning lesson is – when to take shots, when is it time a good time to drive, when is it a good time to screen, when is it a good time to look for this cut. And it was just learning, getting the reps every day of putting myself in that situation to make good decisions. That that's what all that's what what it was about. And and early we we tried to just limit the number of decisions you had to make, right? So when you'd get it, you'd reverse the ball on screen and if you got it on a roll you make a play, right? Mm-hmm. And and then as you evolved and started making better decisions, um, then we started to add to you. Okay, here's your choices: you can shoot it, you can drive it, ISO, and and, and it's funny because usually you do that at the end of the year with someone, but we needed it, and especially that Marquette game. You remember that Marquette game? Oh uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <the Marquette game. laughs> what was your thought process going into that game, the home game against Marquette after three consecutive losses? Uh, I just, I just wanted to go in and you know do everything for, for each other. That was the biggest thing is getting stops and, you know, trying to focus on that. Obviously, you know, it was I had the green light to shoot, and it was mainly Eric and, and Booth that were egging me on, keep going, like just if it's open, keep doing it, keep shooting, and that was you know that was the biggest thing for me. And also, you know, it was it was cool to see Mikhail back because it was his senior night, so. It was just a, a good night. Yeah. <laughs> when when you came in as a freshman, uh, 
Were there any guys in particular that took you under their wing? Yeah, uh, Phil Booth, for sure. That was actually like part of the reason why I came here is because of Phil Booth. Interesting. Yeah. Tell tell us about that. So when I f- my first visit here, Phil just it, I felt like I was a part of the team already. Just the way he like interacted with me, the way he brought uh, like Mikhail and Eric around, I felt like I was a part of the family already. And just the way his demeanor was, it was just it, it felt like effortless. Like he was, I was there already. He's a special guy that way. He he's got um he's he's just got a a great. Um, way about him that is so inclusive right with yeah. with everybody he I, I always said he was one of the great players here that was that was loved by his teammates and respected too by his teammates that that's that's rare you know and and what did what did you learn from phil as, as a player what, what did he teach you uh i guess the biggest thing is like the timing i feel like every time you needed something, whether it was a, a stop on defense or a play. Phil always made the right play at the right time. Uh, you never knew when it was going to be needed, but he just always made it at the right time. And that's probably one of the biggest things I learned from Phil. And so it, that's that's good stuff because he did. He was good at that, including a national championship yeah. game. He was pretty good at that too. Um, are there any uh, guys on, on this year's team that are – that you – take certain responsibility for or um that, uh, that you take you take as a, a, a young guy that you're grooming uh they're the guy the young guys are pretty good at picking up the stuff pretty fast i would say jeremiah uh is one of them but jeremiah is also doing so well you know he he picked it up pretty fast and justin brian arch too um all those guys really they really listen and it's easy to talk to them they don't they don't try to run away from the talking or anything like that. They they take it all in. That 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 is a good point about this this young crew. They are they are very coachable. Now, what about you? After you after you leave here, you play professionally. Well, what would you like to do after after you play basketball? If it isn't basketball related, what which it need, I feel like it needs to be. Like, yeah. Whether it's like I always want to like work for like the EYBL, but if it if not, I would love to like work for Nike. I think that would, that's a really cool job to work with sneakers. I really like sneakers and and art designs and what's in fashion and stuff like that. So I would definitely love to work for Nike. So do you think you could, in, in a way, where you would use your artistic skills more in, in creating sneakers? Yeah, that would be amazing if I could do that. But, I mean, yeah, basically. That would, that would be good stuff. Yeah, you can. Good. I, I've seen how talented you are. I, I know you love sneakers. You. Do you, do you design any sneakers on your own? Uh, no, I don't. I just pick out what I like. Do you do the Nike IDs and, and create your own? I have done one this year for Giannis' shoe. What? Yeah, I have. Is that right? Yeah. You got to get uh, Dante to get that <laughs> signed. <laughs> that'd be amazing. You, you created your own Giannis shoe, and, and then Dante gets them to sign it? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Cause it, did you ever find out how Dante – why he wore those Villanova shoes? He had to lose a bet to Dante. Did I you ever find out about that? I have no idea. We we were just happy to see him on his feet. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> All right. Now, what about you with with this year's team? How, how do you how do you see this tier, year's team developing from your perspective? I think um, the farther we go, it, the the more and more we get more in sync with each other. And that's the biggest thing is just being comfortable with all types of situations on the court. And I can definitely see our team and the young guys coming in and adapting to that too. And it's going to, it's going to make for 
really good season. I think be good. that's a good point. I don't think people realize as much like how hard it is to um, to, to build chemistry during game situations, like when you haven't played together a lot, right? Yeah. And um, you, you, you and Colin and Dot are doing a great job with that. Let's keep it up, all right, buddy? Yes, sir. All right, my man. Jermaine Samuels, everybody. You've been listening to the third episode of the Talking Villanova podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Stop by Great American Pub, Bar, and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.